invest in yourself, learn about mm. different things. But at the end of the day, you want to part of that learning experience is knowing that you can you need to improve your credit because that's going to give you the right capital in order to invest in the right things that you learn. Welcome to another episode of the Light and Dark Photography Podcast. I am your host, John Mansfield. Every week, I bring you conversations with photographers and other creative entrepreneurs who share tips, strategy, and inspiration. We are here to help you grow your community, build your business, and create the lifestyle you always dream of. Today, my guest on the show is Will Basta. He found his passion as an entrepreneur in the passive income world. Along with his business partner, he saw a gap in the e-commerce industry and knew that they could execute better. This led them to create their business, Ascend Ecom, which is an e-commerce automation agency and investment management company, the only company in the industry capable of mixing up logistics, wholesale distribution, and e-commerce growth all into one. And today we are talking about how you can increase your streams of revenue, no matter your current wealth. So let's get into the conversation. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, Will, I am very excited to chat with you today. Uh, Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'm, this is, I kind of mentioned this before we started recording. This is a topic that I am don't know too much about. So I'm very excited to like dive deep with you and get into, um, different revenue streams and e-commerce and, and all of the things that you, you do. Um, could you give us a little background into, to you, uh, who will is what you do, where you're based, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so right now I'm in my company's, uh, HQ in, in Venice, California. So in Los Angeles right now, uh, my background is pretty expansive. Uh, I started in the tech industry for about a decade, uh, on the side during that period of time, working for a lot of startups, which I believe has, I know has a lot of parallels to entrepreneurialism. I was sort of dabbling in a lot of different spaces in the digital, a lot of different industries in the digital space, uh, really looking at making, you know, supplemental income, you know, remotely, you know, I was already working remotely, but, you know, having that extra time, it's, it's where can I put, how can I make my money work for me? Right. Uh, and so right. I got involved in, in Amazon slightly early on, had my failures on there, um, had a little bit of success here and there really was intrigued by the growing asset class of e-commerce. Uh, it's, it's, it, it truly is a serious asset class. It's not just such as, oh, you can make quick money online. It, it is literally, these are digital assets, these, these e-commerce businesses. So about a few years ago, my business partner and I, while I was working a W-2, we were doing some market research and, and yeah, I, I got involved. We, we invested in a so-called competitor of ours and that pretty much opened the doors for us sort of seeing the insides of the industry as an automation company. An automation company is companies that really are, are doing it for investors. If someone who wants to get an e-commerce, they they pay an upfront investment and they build and operate that business for them. And we just saw a lot of inefficiencies in, an, in a high potential market. And that's where our company was born. And we said, we can do this better. Uh, we can, we can mm. really legitimize this industry. There's a lot of inefficiencies, but there's a great model out here that needs to be executed properly. Uh, and so yeah. that's, that's essentially where we started. Now we're about almost three years in. We're not quite there yet. We've got 500 clients, millions of revenue, uh, two warehouse facilities that we 
um, that we run and that are exclusively ours out in Dallas, Texas, uh, our office here in Los Angeles, hundreds of employees, millions of revenue for clients on Amazon and Walmart platforms in a compliant manner. We build sustainable businesses for people. And then on the side, uh, you know, I'm involved in some real estate projects here in California and abroad as well. And just sort of a VC in, in, in different uh, in different markets and different things that interest me um, across the globe, actually. So that's really at a high level. Nice. That's that's really cool. I love that you like you, you and your business partner saw the inefficiencies in the industry and you're like, OK, how can we improve upon that? And I, I feel like those are always the most innovative businesses when you're seeing things that should be met, should be fixed. Yeah. And then you just you you step in and do that. Yeah, uh, right away. Yourself. I mean, it's of course, we innovate as we go and we do things a lot differently yeah. than those companies that were doing this model a couple of years ago, but we didn't invent the model in the first place, right? We yeah. took a broken model and improved upon it essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's the best. Yeah. Cause there's, there's so many things. I mean, you always hear like, there's nothing new under the sun and, and all that, like everything's been done before, <laughs> but everything has been done, but you can do it in your own way yeah. and improve upon it to do it better. Totally. So could you go a little, like maybe, um, a little deeper into what, what all y'all do with, um, uh, you know, just, just everything that y'all do with, with yeah. Ascend and, and yeah. all that. So, I mean, to, to, to really sort of wind it back, what is most familiar to people is Amazon, right? Amazon prime trucks are mm -hmm. drive dropping products off every day in everyone's neighborhood across the country. It doesn't matter how rural <laughs> you are, what location oh, you're yeah. in, they're, they're everywhere, right? Yeah. Uh, what people don't understand and most people don't know is that a lot of those products in those trucks are actually owned by third-party sellers. Over 50% of Amazon's revenue on their retail e-commerce site, you know, they obviously have different sectors like Prime Video and stuff like that. But in terms of, in right. terms of the you shopping online, um, Prime or non-Prime, majority of those products are actually coming from not it. They might be coming from Amazon's warehouse if it's a prime product, but it's owned by third party sellers like our clients. And so what we do is we work with any kind of investor, could be a school teacher, could be a retiree. Um, honestly, th their background does not matter. They don't have to have any experience. What they, the commonalities is known as time and they want to invest in an alternative investment or an asset class that's sort of outside of your traditional investing like stocks like real estate, right. especially at a time right now where those are sort of volatile slash inflated uh, and yeah. people are looking for a more sustainable investment and, and Amazon's still going to be growing and is growing this Q4 over last year's Q4 to, you know, inflation or not. And so they invest with us. They essentially partner up with us and we leverage our infrastructure, our team, our years of experience, uh, everything that we have in place to build them out an Amazon Prime business, which is fulfilled by Amazon, FBA, and operate and grow that entire thing on behalf of the investor. And the investor owns the business, but after the first month, they don't have to be pretty much doing anything. It's, it's, it's a hands-off investment, so it's automated in that sense. And we're incentivized to grow it because we share in a profit split based on mm -hmm. the returns that we make that client month over month. Uh, that's really it at a high level. We pick all the products. We do absolutely everything. Uh, these are products that we're not developing brands con constantly. It's more of right. things we're sourcing products at cheaper 
in volume discounts and then our clients are buying it from us and then we are either sending it directly to a customer or to Amazon's warehouse. And then you sell that, we sell that at a margin on our client's stores and then the return comes back from there. Okay. Awesome. I'm glad that you you spoke to that because I was like, okay, is this something that like I got to pick what what products I want to sell? Because um, I, I I love that that model of because uh, that's something that I didn't really know about Amazon was that they're uh, they're selling third party things a lot of the time because because. Oh. We're constantly, I mean, I jumped on Amazon this morning before this interview and just like added something to my cart. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm going to buy this <laughs> later today yeah. because we're going to need this. And I don't have time to go to the store and, you know, lug around three kids yeah. and, and do all that. And like, I'll just order it on Amazon. Yeah. But, um, but like, yeah, there are those, uh, those individual sellers who sell through Amazon. And, uh, I like that y'all work with that and like, uh, and seeing what products need to go and, uh, what are yeah. selling a lot. Yeah. And, I mean, even yeah. if it's coming in an Amazon box, doesn't mean Amazon owns yeah. it, right? Amazon loves the idea exactly. that they, they can control their brand, but they mm. don't have to worry about sourcing all the products. So we're sort right. of in between it getting to a customer's doorstep from Amazon, but how it got to Amazon's warehouse and why that's there for that, for that specific seller is mm -hmm. essentially us. Um, we also okay. do the, we also can ship and fulfill directly out of our warehouse, right? So we have an infrastructure. The reason why you can't do this yourself, you can, but you can't do it unless you want to input hours, hundreds of hours of time and have a, a team and a facility and a prep center to prep the packages right. and all of this, right? And so people pay a premium because the commonality is all these investors don't have time, but they want their money to work for them, right? And they want a partner they mm -hmm. can trust who's the expertise in the space. And we've done it hundreds of times with clients and made you know them a successful business, which not to just touch on the fact that it can bring passive income, it also is, like I said before, I can't, I can't, you know, mention this any more times than I already do, but I, you know, it's very, very important. The fact that these are actually assets, it's digital real right. estate. These businesses are sellable down the line. If you build them out the right way, you can exit the business for, you know, three to potentially 10 X, um, you know, your annual net earnings from it. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And like, that's, that's something that I feel like, a, like, you know, passive income is something a kind of like a, uh, a trigger word or, or just like everyone talks about like, Oh yeah, I'm going to do passive income. <laughs> and then whenever you like really get yeah. into it, it's like, Oh no, this is like starting another business. I'm going to have to do all of this work. And then maybe eventually it it'll be fat. more passive to where I'm not trading more time yeah. for money. You make a good point. Uh, yeah. Because I think yeah. that term's thrown around way too bullishly in the fact that you know, we assume it's something, but there's always a little bit of work right. in it, right? No matter what, right. even with us, yeah. and we're honest about that. I mean, we call it passive income, but it, in the beginning, you know, you have to do a little bit of stuff, which is essentially just you own the business. So fill out your yeah. forms, you know, right. input, but you're the financial driver of the business. We do do 99% of the work, but that passive income stream takes a little bit of time to get there, right? You, you, you know, your your 80% of your first year's revenue comes month six to 12. You can't build mm -hmm. a six and seven figure business overnight and make it generate revenue unless you're doing something right. that's shady and that's not compliant. Right. <laughs> and no. so like whenever we have, you know, and I'm not here to, to, to talk trash on any competitors, but 
a lot of these, the reason why we started this company is because there's too many competitors out there that leave the truth out, you know, have all these, you know, they, they talk about how much you can make in the first month or two or three or whatever. And yeah. that's most of the time because they're cutting corners and then those businesses get shut down by Amazon, right? So we're really, we put a lot of weight on doing things the right way and making sure that Amazon favors you as, um, as a seller and you're doing things compliantly and by the book. And at the end of the day, you might not make the same amount of money as someone who's doing it non-compliantly in the first six months, but whose business is going to last longer and make more money over time? People will do it the right way, you know? So it's important. Yeah. 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 I think that's a really good point is like doing things the right way that you're going to find that favor through Amazon Mm -hmm. instead of just like, well, this is a way that we can build revenue really, really quickly. And then it just... By know, after six ass. months or a year, yeah. it's yeah, you you can't go anywhere further from there. Yeah, for um, sure. Wow! 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 Right? Isn't it so cool? I was just showing my friend Owen here how easy it is to use Gusto to pay my contractors. Gusto is an all-in-one platform that helps businesses like yours onboard pay, insure, and support your team. They have it all under one roof. You can use them, as I do, to pay my contractors easily without added fees or breaking policy agreements. Looking at you, Venmo. If you have full-time employees, they've got you covered too. Payroll, health benefits, HR, time tracking tools, workers comp, and... They submit your tax documents at the end of the year. So great. I love it because I don't have to juggle Venmo, PayPal, Cash App, and all the other places. I just have everything through Gusto, and it's simply direct deposits into my contractor's accounts. So head to lightdarkco.com Gusto, and when you send your first paid payroll, you'll receive $100 back. And receiving that much back, you're probably assuming it's hundreds of dollars a month. Oh no, my friend, it is only $6 a month for contractors. So go check out lightdarkco.com slash gusto, G-U-S-T-O. And just like my friend Owen Wilson, you'll be saying, wow. So like kind of speaking to... Uh, more revenue and and bringing in like multiple streams of income. Why do you think that um, having those multiple streams of of income and revenue is so important in today's world? Uh, you know, I, most people have heard of like the idea that or that most millionaires or billionaires, et cetera, have all these streams of income, right? And that that right. is true. But I do also believe that a lot of the people that got to that certain place made it off one or two streams of income, initial big ones, right? Mm-hmm. And then they invested to essentially mitigate risk and to supplement, right? And it doesn't matter what scale you do. We're not talking about becoming a millionaire here. We're talking about, you know, just increasing what you have, right? So if you're someone who makes 100K a year and, you know, you have a little bit of extra change, depending on where you are in the country, that could be a lot or a little, um, you want to make your money work for you and you want to make it not just work for you, but also appreciate so it is very important to know that your money is not, especially in a time right now where we have inflation and your money that sits is your money that's you're losing, essentially. I believe in always having some cash at hand, on hand. I think that's an important mm-hmm. thing. But um, depending upon what your financial situation is, you know, you want to 
you know, you want to invest in things that will bring returns and will appreciate over time and multiple of them, because not every single one will be successful to the degree that you'd like it to be, or some might fail, et cetera. So mitigating risk and diversifying across, you know, your financial income sources is important for that sake. Um, I'm all about, you know, risk mitigation when it comes down to um, investing, because I actually like to invest in risky investments, but I wouldn't do this if I didn't have secure investments as well that were balancing that out. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause like the, the, the riskier the investment, the, the more, you know, the, the higher potential there is for yeah, uh, high risk, high, high risk, high reward. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> but if you don't have like a footing on the ground and you're like reaching over a, a cliffside, you know, you're, you're, you're not going to be safe if that falls out from underneath you, if that's exactly. only what you have. Exactly. So, yeah. I think, I think that's a great point. So kind of like going over, I know you've, you've, uh, you talked about your career and just like, uh, how you've moved, uh, through things and, and, and started different businesses and all that. Has there been a, um, has there been a, a piece of advice or, or a lesson that you've like learned throughout the years that really changed the way that you look at business? Uh, you know, I think, and again, this might seem like a, it might be obvious advice. It might not be, I, you know, it might sound cliche, but mm. at the end of the day, every, because every successful person you see has failed a hundred times, right? Um, there's always, right. whether it's min, minimal failures, little failures around, along the way, huge failures, whatever, you got to take every single one of them as like a learning slash educational experience. That's the most important thing is to know that even if it's frustrating that something might've happened, you subconsciously, you know, you're taking what that is and you're learning and redirecting from it, whether you see it immediately or not. Um, so, so it's good to, to know when, when failures do happen to maybe step outside of that box for a minute and assess it from the outside, um, and see how much more you can take out of that to bring forward and sort of accelerate you into whether it's the next venture or how you approach that same venture in a different manner or a different way. Um, and I think that's extremely important to do. And some people don't yeah. see that while they're doing it. I didn't see it the entire time I was doing it. Um, I can retroactively look back now and, and notice that that is a huge thing for me on a, on a small and large scale. And now when things happen, I take every single learning, I take it all as learning experience. It's all education. Every failure is yeah. an educational, you know, it's insight. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a really good point of like stepping outside and, and looking in, um, which is, which is difficult to do in your first few failures because sure. like, you're just so everything is into it and you're just like, Oh man, I just, you know, I, I'm, I'm a failure. I lost everything. Like how am I even going to get back up? And then you do. And, and then you can look back. Uh, but yeah, I think that's such a good thing that, you know, the listeners, uh, can take, early on in careers um, to really be able to take a step back whenever you go into a business venture that doesn't work out or you invest in something that you don't receive the benefits that you were planning to and just saying, okay, what can I learn from this for the next time? Yeah. Sometimes the frustration will will bleed into that. You don't even want to think that, think like that. So it's easier said than done, but Mm-hmm. Just, you know, the more you hear it, the more, you know, that might, that bell might ring when you, when you do come across those frustrating times and, you know, those, right. you know, roadblocks, whatever they may be, failures, however you want to sort of label them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I think that's, that is so good. So for, I know we, we've kind of talked about like the, the, um, increasing revenue. And I know we were, we were talking about like 
increasing your revenue no matter your current wealth. Yeah. Could you speak to that a little bit? Because I know that yeah. there, there's probably a few listeners that are like, okay, I've got like <laughs> five grand in the bank. I yeah. don't have a lot of wealth right now. Like, how yeah. can I increase yeah. my revenue? Yeah. So it all starts with one thing, right? This might not be wealth, mm. but it's credit. So everyone's credit can get repaired if it's low, right? But personal credit can open up so many doors to so mm. many opportunities. If you don't have that much money, but you have a decent credit score, when I say decent, I mean 675 or higher, preferably 700 or higher, you can leverage mm. that to compound wealth. Um, if you leverage, and also, I mean, this is this could be a whole other podcast to be honest with you, but right. at the end of the day, it all starts with that. So if someone who's listening right now has that $5,000, might have slightly poor credit, right? Um, you know, there's a lot of ways I would say use that money, invest in yourself, learn about different things. Mm. But at the end of the day, you want to part of that learning experience is knowing that you can you need to improve your credit because that's going to give you the right capital in order to invest in the right things that you learn. Um, but let's just stay on the on the credit side here. If you, you know, can get your credit to that to that point, you then can leverage by opening up an entity with a few hundred dollars. You then can leverage opening up a business card at 0% and you can use that business credit literally to invest in opportunities that generate passive income and give you the return on that business spend on that credit before you're owed that you owe that money. And this is sort of complex and I might not make that set that sense because it's minimal detail I'm giving, but right. it all starts with personal credit and that leads to business credit cards, which are very easy to get even with the business that doesn't exist, just an entity. And okay. with that entity or with that business credit, you're not going to, it doesn't report to your personal credit with Amex, with Chase, et cetera. If you open up Chase business card and you're, you're putting, say you have 15,000 credit on that, right? And you invest 10,000 in an automated business or some kind of business investment that you wanted, that you know that the return will be within a certain period of time at 12, mm -hmm. at 12 months at 0%, that generates ROI. Past that 10,000, you pay down your card, you're not paying interest or APR, your business credit gets built, you can keep compounding that success. So there's, like I said, this can, we can go on for hours about this. I can peel back so many different layers of all of this, but right, the yeah. number one advice on, on all this is invest in yourself educationally. YouTube is a great source. So find a direction you want to learn about. That's, that's free, right? That's number one. That's yeah. free. Oh yeah. yeah. And that's going to lead to you making more educated decisions once you have good credit. And also invest in repairing your credit if your credit is is not good. But um, start with personal credit. Get good good personal credit. Educate yourself for free on YouTube. <laughs> uh -huh. You know, and then go from there. And again, not, not everyone might agree with the YouTube aspect of it. You can invest that five thousand dollars in a lot of different ways. But like I said, that's a whole other podcast. But um, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's uh, there's so much on YouTube that is just free like great yeah. education uh yeah. youtube and podcasts and all yeah. that which i think back to like 10 years ago whenever i was starting my business there wasn't that on youtube oh, yeah, youtube no. was was a bunch of like funny you know like yeah. comedy sketches and stuff yeah, and which you're still gonna I still have, enjoy. Take it with, yeah take it with a grain of salt though right because <laughs> there are going to be you know you have to right. know who you're listening to <clears throat> Obviously, mm -hmm. not everyone knows what they're talking about on YouTube. You have to do your research right. and your due diligence. That's very important considering there's, 
everyone's online these days and there's a lot of scammers or people are full of shit or whatever, yeah. right? So yeah. use your discretion on who you're listening to and where you're absorbing your information. But there's a lot mm -hmm. of free education out there in the business world. And then buy books that are from thought leaders that know what they're doing and have had prior success because they give great insight on how to approach certain things, right? Um, and leverage oh, yeah. all of that with the credit and you'll find your next venture that will give you ROI and then you can compound your success. Yeah, I love that. And like, I know you kind of talked about how that might be a little bit confusing with like, you know, <laughs> using this credit and getting this and all yeah, that. Yeah. But like that is that um, there's that book, The Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm -hmm. And it kind of speaks to the different ways of looking at wealth and what you have to offer, like your credit and, and you know, you know yeah. physical cash money. And that is a much more like how how people with wealth look at their money and having your money work for you versus just like hoarding it in a savings account that's yeah. giving you like 0.05% if that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, uh, just, you know, sitting on your money versus having your money and your credit work for you, um, which is something that I'm still like trying to get over because I grew yeah. up in a very, you know, uh, you know, we we were around the poverty line. We didn't have a lot. So that mindset carried with me yeah. of like, I don't know. I don't I don't know how to get my money to work for me oh, yeah. because we just had money that went directly to bills. Totally. And food. I, same. And I, can, I can say the same, you know, I, I grew up with a, you know, majority has been a single mother, mm. you know what I mean? Teacher, two sisters, you know, credit is, I don't want to say credit's a devil, but like it was stay away from it. Don't get yourself down that right. dark path because yeah. you're going to never be able to get out kind of thing. Like the mentality around that. Right. Uh, right. Which is understood. And I totally get that. Right. I didn't, you know, me learning about the importance of credit, not just to make sure that you can get a house down the line, but really to make sure you can leverage it to build more opportunities for yourself. It's something that came into play with me in the last, I'd say the last five to seven years. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm 33 now. So like, it wasn't something that if I could tell myself back when I was 21, you know, not to just be right. spending all this money on my card and like keeping the balances and just paying Citibank 18% month over month on that, like, <laughs> mm. you, know I mean? you know what I mean? Like oh, there's, yeah. it's, I mean, but it's all like, again, it's learning. It's like, we go back to that initial question. Like it's, I learned from all of that. I was in credit debt at one point. Yep. I got myself yep. out of it. My credit scores, you know, I, it's different now because an entrepreneur who runs a lot of business and I'm, I'm happy for my success and I'm, I'm grateful for it. But, you know, before I even got to this point, I was, you know, when I was working for someone, I was, really focusing on getting my credit to where it could be because I was seeing how there's so much more opportunity when you have good personal credit and how that can transfer yeah. over to business credit and then just lead to so many different opportunities down the line. And that's the one thing we have in the US that a lot of company, a lot of countries do not have is the ability to really leverage credit in a manner that does hold a lot of importance if you do, if you use it the right way. And it can open up a lot of doors for you, even if you aren't financially, you know, in a you know, if you're not doing, if you're not that well off and you're more middle lower cost, et cetera. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think that is, it's such a powerful thing to learn using, uh, using credit and using your money to work for yourself and, uh, and not just sit there. Um, which is also something that I like that concept. I, five years ago, 
had no idea about. And that's something that I'm just like fascinated with now. I'm like, okay, this is, this is like looking for opportunities that I can invest, um, in, in things that are, are going to be working for me instead yeah. of just like, you know, all right, cool. I'll go, you know, buy this, this house or whatever. And then, you know, hope that I can flip it. Yeah. Um, which was my plan at 17 was just to buy homes and mm-hmm. then flip them and sell them. And, yeah. uh, but, but yeah, I, I think that's, that's really, really interesting. And like, would there, um, I know we'll, we'll get to, where like people can follow, follow you and, and, and learn more from you. But like, is that more of like, do you go into a lot of that, the, the way of, of using that, uh, um, in your yeah, presence I, online? Uh, I mean, I, I would say, you know, I have some, some, you know, peers in, in the space that aren't directly in our industry that I would direct people to if they want to take courses or they want to really dive deep, 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 deeper than our company does. We do free consultations on stuff like this, but we don't go into that much more than surface level stuff when it comes down to leveraging the credit because it does align with our business model massively. You're spending money on your business credit card. You're making sales. You're paying your card down. It lines up really well. I mean, I travel for free all the time. I, you know, I, I don't, I've got multiple e-commerce businesses and they're all on business cards and I don't spend a dollar of my own money. And then I make free money for, with free points and I can travel the world because I love to do that. Right. There's a lot of ways you can yeah. leverage it. Right. Um, but it all starts with, we don't, you know, we actually don't even bring on clients who don't have the right credit because they have to have it in order to be successful. And we guarantee everyone's investment, but we can't guarantee someone's upfront investment if they don't have the right tools, right. And the right tools is having working capital, which comes from having good credit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we do have the right resources if someone wants to learn about certain things with it or get directed to the right people that I trust in the industry that really know what they're talking about when it comes down to building up a a strong business credit profile and credit profile. Um, yeah. So yes and no, that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, no, it totally does. And I love that. Like, you're um, not just like, okay, yeah, yeah, come to me and I will talk to you, but like, you know who it is that you're going to send them to. Yeah. And I think, I think that's, that's so good of saying like, okay, this is something I can speak to, but this person, yeah, this is the one like this will, this will grow you. Um, I think that's, yeah, we like that, to stay that, in our, we like great. to stay in our lane. Right. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. I, I, I do know, again, I'm not sending names right now, but there's, there's people in particular, I know that, are really honest in the space and know exactly mm-hmm. how to, they've got, you know, they, they've got years and years of experience specifically in this arena of credit and getting, getting yeah. 0% interest business credit lines for investments like our company. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh-huh. it sort of works hand in hand, you know, at the end of someone getting to that point, you know, now what do I invest that I, I have 18 months of 0% interest. Now what do I do with mm-hmm. this? you know, you invest in an opportunity that my company offers a send ecom or something else. Yeah. But you know, that's sort of where that, that parallel is. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Well, Will, I have loved this, this conversation. I'm very intrigued. I'm definitely going to be like following up with you about more things, <laughs> For sure. um, but, um, yeah, before we kind of get to where people can follow you and, and, uh, and all that, uh, find you online. There's part of the show that I like to do where we talk about what we're loving this week and it could be, 
anything from you know a, a book a tv show movie whatever um could just be the nice fall weather uh what are what are you loving this week <laughs> i mean uh, i'm i'm sort of pissed you just said the nice fall weather because it's exactly what i was going to say because i <laughs> i got back from mexico city two days ago i was there for formula uh, one, formula one race and i came oh, back nice. to a rainy cold los angeles <laughs> which yep. which I, I love because it's never like that really throughout the most right. of the year. You know what I mean? And so we got the, yeah. we got the Santa Ana winds in, in LA right now. And it's, you can, you can wear a hoodie and it's, it's just nice. It's nice to have that kind of, yeah. I grew up in upstate New York. So I always appreciate the seasons. And so yes. that's what I'm loving right now. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That is what I'm wishing we had. Um, as you can kind of see on video, this is very bright outside and it is like a hot 85. Yeah. That's, um, that's not it right now. I mean, you get, this is, it's about nope. 55 degrees, a little dark and gloomy. Nice. I like it. Yeah. 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 That's, that's like my ideal. I, yeah. I love that kind of weather. Yeah. Um, which I'm, I'm headed out to, um, uh, Santa Barbara in a couple of weeks nice. and it's going to be, Nice. It's, gonna it's beautiful there. Probably be around that 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 kind of like cooler temperatures. Yeah, you get a lot of the wind. Um, the wind. Which, the, the wind right now is sort of nice. It's really nice. Coastal yeah. winds in Southern California is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Any any uh, coastal anything, I I love because I'm like yeah. smack dab in the middle of Texas, and, <laughs> uh, and, and the Texas yeah. coast is not a great coast. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be careful, Galveston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah galveston's the closest here and it's just it's so it's, like it's not it's yeah. not great yeah 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 i'm around houston and mm. yeah we we took our our kids to uh uh to, to the beach and I was like one of these days we're going to take you to one of the coasts yeah. and you're going to like experience an actual ocean and you're yep. just going to be like wow this is crazy right uh, <laughs> but yeah well awesome well cool yeah I um let's see what am I loving this week um definitely not the weather um <laughs> but, but uh oh a uh there's a new um I, I, I'm a big fan of of comedy and stand up and all yeah. that. Uh, there's a new stand up special on Netflix called uh, well, it's by um, Liza uh, Schlesinger. Okay. Um, I think it's called Oh Hot Forever. Okay. Um, and is is good. She like goes into a bunch of uh, uh, I don't know. Her her comedy is is really good. She tells a lot of stories and all that. Yeah, love that. Uh, which which I love with with stand up, where it's just like the whole thing kind of connects together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, I love me but yeah, too. Yeah, that's that's what I'm loving this week. Uh, my wife and I like to do that every now and then. Just like, and then anytime there's a new comedy special, we're like, all right, cool. Let's, let's, uh, let's crack yeah. open a bottle of wine yep. and get some laughing on. This will be good. Yep, hundred percent. It's important. Yeah. Laughing. It is. <laughs> Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. So Will, where can people find you? Where can they follow along and, uh, and learn more about you and Ascend and all, all yeah. the things? So our website is www.ascendecom.com. That's A-S-C-E-N-D-E-C-O-M.com. You can book a call with us there. You can see our publications, Forbes, podcasts, learn a little more about our business model, et cetera. Um, our Instagram is at Ascend underscore ecom um, mine is at wbasta um, both of those you can sort of book a call etc or ask inquire our business instagram has a lot of good information and we post almost daily uh, as well as our youtube which is uh, ascend ecom so you can find us there 
Sweet. Awesome. Well, cool. Yeah. I will have links to all that in the show notes. And uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks so much for being on the show. I really enjoyed our conversation today. Well, thank you. And it's great to be here. I appreciate the time. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Light and Dark Photography podcast. As always, you can check out all the things in today's episode in the show notes at the new location, podcast.allheartphoto.com. This podcast was recorded in front of a live Facebook audience. Join us for the next live episode by joining the Light and Dark Photography podcast group on Facebook. You can follow the show on Instagram at Light Dark Co. Will is at W Basta, W-B-A-S-T-A. And you can find me at All Heart Photo. Subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode, especially this is a little secret. Not a lot of people know this but especially because we're changing our name soon. So if you subscribe, we will still show up in your feed. It's still going to be my face on the cover. It's still going to be great conversations, but just a different name. So subscribe so you don't miss an episode or the new podcast name. Until next week, I'll see you in the Facebook group. Bye, y'all.